When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world famous two-time champs and feel the power. It's a new day. Yes, it is. For 12-pack radio, get excited, y'all. Welcome back, everyone, to 12-Pack Radio, your podcast service for Pac-12 football news and the home of the Beta Rank College fo- Football Statistical Model. I'm on the road. I'm on the road. I'm, I'm in a hotel in parts unknown this week, so uh, excuse the audio uh, issues as we move forward. We shouldn't be too bad, but just not using the regular microphone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Brian Conger. He's Rob Bauer, and we just got back from Notre Dame, which was just a delight and, and a fun game. Um, Rob, Rob was going to run in and be the 11th player on, uh, Notre Dame's defense, but I pulled him back. I didn't want him to get in trouble. Um, notice that right away. Eligibility, (laughs) right. That's the problem. Right. Um, just real fast, Rob, you know, we're going to get into all the Pac-12 games. Of course, we'll preview what's coming up. We'll review uh, the games that happened. But uh, your general thoughts on the Notre Dame experience? I mean, it was awesome. I, I like uh, we talked about the like the, you know, South Bend is a bit of discipline. You know, South Bend, like everyone warns you about South Bend, right? Like eh, it's South Bend's pretty meh, but South Bend was more meh than <laughs> I was anticipating. Um you know, but the campus is cool. Everybody's super into it. You know, there's a ton of tailgating going on and everything. And then the the state, I mean, truly like for the big bowl stadiums, the big old bowl stadiums, like it's not that bad. Like, I mean, there's not like truly a bad seat in the house, you know, and like, uh, you know, everybody was, you know, super nice for the most part, like two thumbs up. I would highly recommend going to see a game. Oh yeah. Totally fun. I really enjoyed it. The thing I didn't um, appreciate about it was how Catholic the university is, I mean, you know, Notre Dame fighting and Irish and all that stuff. But like when you compare it to other like Jesuit universities and stuff like, man, I'm like, oh, OK, this is it's it's just seeped in yeah. into the culture. It was which was um, I found like really fascinating and delightful, but um, not even a but. It just it was something that I hadn't anticipated. I guess the but is South Bend because holy Moses, that was pretty rough. <laughs> like, I, need, I need a bar with multiple TVs, please. Yeah, please there are, any, any. It, it like you know anytime i travel i always try to make it local and try to go to a place where you know i won't i won't be able to go again and um yeah all those places were full and had like two televisions so we parked up at the double tree <laughs> like to watch the the pac-12 game so um, even though we were on the road we were able to watch multiple uh games that we ended up coming home and watching uh the uh, uh asu usc nightcap game so that was pretty fun uh it, what are, you know, before we get into individual game breakdowns, Rob, what are a few uh, big picture items that sit out for you this week? I, mean, I thought big picture, you know, I mean, this is another week where pretty much everyone managed to take care of business, uh, you know, as expected. Um, I thought the, you know, I thought it was interesting. I mean, like the, the, the possibility heading into this week that Delora might be injured for Arizona. 
um, not that he played particularly well against Stanford, I think is um, is a big of an a bit of an uh oh. Um, Colorado, I mean, look, I we you and I did not we were not expecting Colorado to like hang with Oregon, you know, like there's a huge spread on that for a reason. Um, you know, and I like I I think I would say with that one is, you know, like Colorado's still a lot better than anyone was expecting coming into the season. They're still a fun story. They're not the most I mean, like they're not gonna be like the Cinderella story for college football this season, and that's totally okay. Um, you know, in that game, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was interesting that like Lanning was out to sort of make a point in the game, you know, <laughs> running the fake punt against Colorado. Oh, so disrespectful. Like, so disrespectful. Um, you know, I mean, like, uh, Chris Benini from the athletic was talking about like, oh, it's, this is probably more about recruiting. Um, you know, like, you know, the, yes, they're not going to be in the same conference anymore, but they're going to still be, you know, butting heads out on the recruiting trail. And this was about making a statement for recruiting. And I, I mean, I get that Colorado is probably about to be a major pain in everybody's butt in recruiting, if not already. Yeah. Right. Um, so I get that. I mean, I mean, I guess I thought like, look, I mean, teams are going to struggle. You're going to scuffle along. You're going to have to win when you don't, when you don't have your A game. I thought USC, however, with ASU was like really, really surprising. I mean, the, I mean, not just not just that I think that like, look, Caleb Williams had a good game. They put up a ton of points. It was that they gave up so many yeah. points to the Drew Pine experience, right? I mean, and to a team that had been and and look, yes, Dillingham took back play calling duties, <laughs> so. <laughs> unsurprisingly the Bo Baldwin experience did not last. Um, I, I can't believe I heard so many look, I look at my picks the last couple of weeks. They've been pretty brutal, but like I hear, I've heard a lot of people on radio or who cover college football, just be like, Oh, Bob. And of course getting somebody like Bo Baldwin in there is going to really, really shake things up and make things good. And I'm like, he's a mess. He's been a mess for a long time. And I am not surprised one bit. Remember like this is, we've seen this movie, <laughs> like, right? Like it's, it's not like, it's not like it's like, it's like Bo Baldwin PAC 12 offensive coordinator has like never happened before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but like, I mean, still giving up to, I mean, what would we call Drew Pine? Is he the third string quarterback? I mean, giving up. Yes, he did play some at Notre Dame last year, but giving up that many points to ASU's third string quarterback was pretty brutal. I mean, like the tackling was bad. USC, that was probably my main, like one of the main, like, look, there's plenty of room to improve still for them, but I wasn't. I mean, look, Arizona going on the road and doing dumb Arizona things. <laughs> and that's going to happen, right? Like, but USC doing it at ASU, I think was a little surprising. I, and really, I, I should say too, I mean, I'm probably just rambling all over and like taking any talking points away, but like Wazoo really, I mean, look, Oregon State came back and made it a game. Um, but Cam Ward's a lot better. Ben Arbuckle, I mean, we talked about, like, is it the OC problem? And it absolutely was. Like, Ben Arbuckle has yeah. cleaned this up, got things going. Cam Ward looks incredibly comfortable. Wazoo is suddenly, like, a very dangerous offense with a pretty darn good quarterback. Like, which 
is a lot of fun. The, like another, like yeah. they, they could easily play spoiler with somebody. You turn the ball over two times, even if you're Washington or Oregon or USC, and I don't know if USC plays in this year, um, you could lose to this Wazoo team pretty easily. Oh, I, absolutely. Like they've really moved up the rankings. You know who doesn't give up the, of the ball? Cam Ward, right? Zero picks, 12 touchdowns, 1,000. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's so bad that I'm like, blindly fading northern texas whenever they play now like i'm just I'm, I'm out on i'm out on all of that 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 noise um addition by subtraction for sure on that front one of the things that really stood out for me was the fact that um drew pine looked the least pleased to be in a football game of any quarterback i have ever seen in my entire life like he, he had that um uh he kind of looks like mac from it's always sunny in philadelphia and he has that like <laughs> like that back face like all of the time i mean just every play he looks over to the <laughs> and look he was getting sacked left and right and didn't have time to throw the ball and all that stuff and still was able to put up points but he looks over to the sideline and he's just like oh, what the, I don't, <laughs> like he's just so unpleased to be playing football and god bless him for being out there and getting a scholarship and all that stuff but i was just shocked and like by how uh personally he took the fact that he had to be out on that field yeah <laughs> it was, it was experience well i mean scatterborough was pretty good you know i mean like against i mean which is like a horrendous sign for usc of course to like i mean because i mean it's not just it's not just it's like asu's offensive line is like held together by like bungee cords and duct tape <laughs> and they got out there and you know hit some plays against usc um and lastly is like utah's defense like, I mean, I went into this thinking like with Utah's offense that USC or UCLA would be able to do enough, um, you know, in that game. And that like the fact that Utah's offense was going to be so bad and they were, <laughs> they were that they were horrible in the game. Um, and Utah's, I mean, look, they needed a pick six on the first play of the game. So they needed a pick six. So like, uh, please, please, please spare me the, I told you so is on, on Utah, like hitting the seven number because like, come on, like if, if you need to pick six to do it, like that's not process. That is like, good luck came your way, <laughs> but, um, they absolutely like, I thought I, and I came away from that with more questions about UCLA's offensive line than I thought I was going to have this season. And you brought it up in the, in the pre like in the preseason like the, they lost some guys and like the, there were maybe some questions that i was like yeah they'll be fine and like they i mean look utah might be is gonna pr probably be one of the top five run defenses in the country but they were not fine and their quarterback got hit a lot <laughs> that that was one of those games where i had to reassess all the decisions i've made my entire life like i was so in on ucla and i so i i got this game at uc uh, i had ucla plus eight and UCLA plus four and a half. I had the and, and I got the eight. I hit the eight. I almost hit the four and a half minus the pick six. Um, but the points was where I really got waxed. I had UCLA scoring more than twenty four and a half points. I had the team total twice. I dipped on that twice. Okay. And they couldn't do anything. anything. I mean, it was I was shocked. I really 
I was really, really confident in that pick. I thought UCLA had it finally put it together. I get it, freshman quarterback on the road. I knew that, but what I had more trust in, not necessarily in whether or not that was going to be the case, but the fact that they would be able to run and get yards without him throwing all over the place, and that was just not not the case. I mean, that run defense is is the truth, and I'm so excited to see them play Oregon State coming up. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, that, that is their next matchup is amazing, right? Because it's like, I mean, like Utah got a real, like a real, a real like a solid start from the Pac-12 coming into this season because like they're not like they're they're their Achilles heel the last couple of years has been their pass defense and not going to get tested you know right off the bat like they get uh, they get I mean like they're going to play like UCLA is a good team Oregon State is a good team they're going to run face first into this like it but I probably I am probably more excited for this Oregon State matchup because like I do have confidence in Oregon State's offensive line. Like they did run the ball. Like I think they can run the ball. This is going to be a heck of a matchup. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I just, I mean, props to props to Utah, right? You have done this without your starting quarterback, yeah. and that is that is a feat. Like I, I mean, we're, we're always pretty complimentary of Utah, and this is why. Right. <laughs> like, this is big why. Well, I mean, and they're like they're not even. Uh, it's not even just like they're missing their quarterback. Like the offense, it's not like the offense is like functional. Like it's pretty non-functional. Like they were not like UCLA has improved on defense. UCLA is not a good defense. Um, they couldn't do anything. And that like to be able to hold it together and not, I mean, and completely shut down. I mean, look, I mean, look like there, I mean, we were, we were at the, you know, world's greatest double tree in South Bend. I mean, and there was the drop that would have been a touchdown for UCLA. I mean, pretty early in that yeah, game. Oh, I mean, just a dumb, dumb drop. Um, you know, but like that was, I mean, that was one of the highlight plays for the Bruins was the drop because nearly everything else went wrong. Um, and I like and Utah hasn't quite gotten out of the, after the quarterback is I mean they haven't had anybody that's really been in the past couple of years. I mean that you mentioned is like a potential NFL draft pick along the defensive line, um, and I'm interested to see because like I they really got after UCLA. Um, I'm interested to see uh, like the kind of pressure they can bring against Oregon State, right? Um, but it's again, you know, like this is, I mean. Oregon State that opened up as the favorite in that game, right? Like, oh, they did. I mean, I'm, it may have flipped, but Oregon, it was Oregon State minus two is what Circa opened it. Wow, that's a five point swing, and rightly so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think people have a lot of faith, but like, that is not an easy. That's not an easy. That's not an easy ask. Still to go up to Oregon State on a Friday night with still no offense, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm mixing that around. Oh, totally agree with you. Like it, you were not playing in Salt Lake. Right. You have a team that, like, yes, your strengths to me. Well, we'll we'll break those down. Yeah. Um, let's let's get let's get to all the games and let's get to them right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back. Talking Pac-12 games, talking Pac-12 games. 
let's and again if, if you're joining us normally what we do is we take a look at the upcoming game we take a look at how those teams did in their previous game and then we match them up here let's start like with the game that we just had mentioned um i mean all these all these games in the pac-12 are basically bangers rob like everybody's awesome basically in this uh, in this conference aside from cal and stanford you know so it's kind of it is no, and we, and um, we get it we get a cal asu game in the wild like so bad i saw that i'm like i don't even care <laughs> Um, let's go 8 p.m. on Friday, a Friday night game, Fox Sports 1, Utah, number 10, Utah, taking on Oregon State in Corvallis. Um, I think you're right. I think I, this line opened up with uh, the the Beavs. Oh, yeah. Who, who did it open up as a favorite? Oregon State. And it's to your point, like, so Circa opened it up at Oregon State minus two, and now it's minus three. So it's Utah yeah, plus yeah. three. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it maybe moved, swung, swung over to the other side. But either way, um, I mean, we just talked about Utah. Just what they were able to do against UCLA was incredibly uh, encouraging if you're a Utah fan. Again, we don't know if Cam Rising is going to be in this game. Um, I, I do think the one thing, big picture to talk about with Utah is, and where are your other freaking quarterbacks? Like, this is this is ridiculous, you know? like <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, it is disappointing because, like, I, I – like, I, I have, and we've talked about this. I think Andy Ludwig's a pretty, I don't like, I mean, I feel like people, when you say he's a pretty good offensive coordinator, they come back with like, but he's not like to make the point that he's not great and like stipulated, he's not great, but he's really good, you know? Yeah. And I have, I mean, and he has at other times been able to cobble it together, you know, with not always the greatest ingredients, you know, and like for them to be here where the recruiting has been better um, for them over the past couple seasons and to be at this point where they basically don't have a functional backup quarterback um, with Keithy out and yes, like Keithy out plus the, you know, Kincaid off to the NFL, but Yasmin has not been good. Relatively speaking, no. he has not played up to expectations. The wide receivers are still the wide receivers um, and they're their their run game i mean like ucla stoned them pretty hard like they didn't have the best game there either right ucla's got a decent front seven um but that's where it's just i mean it's 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 disappointing that this like it's disappointing that this is it's sort of like with washington's defense you're like man this could be like the best defense of kyle whittingham's tenure at utah potentially like they're number one in beta rank right now now they still haven't played anybody that can throw the football but they're number one in. i mean that's amazing and yet like you're here with this offense like come on guys (laughs) he's like where are the where are the where are the dudes that that's what disappointed me with this because i thought that ucla's front seven was pretty good i think they are i think they're actually Right. Um, they held Glover to 3.4 per um, Jaquin and Jackson, 4.3. I mean, they, Utah ran the ball a ton and didn't get a lot of production out here. And that's a That's a testament to UCLA. And we'll file that away when we're thinking about matchups that they're having. Um, and, and like to your point, Rob, I mean, there was a couple um, there's a couple of wide receivers that were the YTF open, basically, like in that in that UCLA game where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm yelling at the TV. Right. Because I have like a thousand different bets on this game. Um, so. So we, I am curious to see how Utah um, works against uh, DJU, but I don't think DJU is all that good. I've been watching a couple of these Oregon State games, and sure, he can th- he throw the ball and he, he can run, 
Um, but I'm curious what that matchup looks like. But and just in terms of UCLA, Utah, I mean, we covered this a lot in, in the beginning, but you know, anything else that jumped out uh, to you when, when you cracked open the box score before we move on to, uh, I mean, just another banger game with Washington state and Oregon state. I mean, no, it ended up as a total. I mean, look, if, if the, the thing is, if, if you saw, if cam rising is there, and I think rising is an upgrade. I think he just understands the offense better. I think he unlocks some of the other players that are scuffling along. If he's there, Utah wins by 14 or more or 21. Like they, they absolutely, like, I mean, UCLA's offense wasn't going to get any better <laughs> than they were, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that they would have, Utah would have been able to cash in some with rising there. I think he's just a smarter player than, right now which is not to say that nate johnson's not going to get there it's just he's young and he's you know he's 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 figuring out while the plane's in the air (laughs) you know not always the most fun way to do it um so i think the um you know like i i I do want to acknowledge that but like they've got like coming into this game like even with everything with dju like it's it's gonna be a tough one for them i think like um yeah, I don't know. Like, it, and it all depends on like when everyone comes back. But yeah, like this was a it was it was a good game for Utah's defense. It, it, this was a yeah, it was a horrible game for their offense. Like, just. and also seven tackles for a loss. I'm sorry, seven sacks, eleven tackles Ooh. for a loss for Utah's That's defense. Amazing. I mean, they just really just did everything that they could to, to yeah. get to that back. So, yikes! So we'll keep that in mind too as we UCLA look at what UCLA got four sacks and eleven tackles for a loss on their own too. I I think some of that though. I mean, we watched most of this yeah. game. I think it was just the based on that offense where he's you know Johnson's running all over the place. They're running the ball like just stack the box and force him to throw. Right. So I think some of that is. But but still, to your point, that's a lot of tackles for a loss either way. So um, yeah, that that's that that was interesting when I was taking a look at that. You know. Oregon State uh, went into Wazoo and does what most teams do when they go into Wazoo, which is lose. Um, 35-38. This game, I mean, Cam Ward, holy smokes, 28-34, 400 yards, four touchdowns, no picks on the game. And I look, I, I, had a, I had an awful week. I did take this game because I did not trust Oregon State secondary. And I'm just going to put, you know, take your wins when you get them. I'm going to put that... <laughs> I have a big empty bag and there's one coin in it. Yeah. It's that that's one prediction there. Um, and look, look, Ward's been good regardless of who he's played. So I'm not taking anything away from him, but I'm also highlighting the fact that I don't think I don't think that secondary of the Beavs is pretty good. They lost a whole lot over the last couple of years. Um, and I just don't think that there's a lot behind there. Um, and when you flip that around and take a look at um, Washington State, you know, they lost a lot too. And yeah, they did give up 35 points to Oregon State, but Oregon State had a grind. I mean, they scored 21 points in the in the fourth yeah. quarter to come back to this game. Yeah, I mean, look, Washington State came out and poured it on early. Cam Ward was phenomenal. You know, I mean, that is a great stat line. And look, I mean, we talked about this. I don't think Oregon State has like the kind of defense they had last season, which was one of the better ones in the country. I still think they're a decent defense. Um and so, like, for Ward to go out and just light him up like this, I think, you know, says a lot about where this offense has really come to. Um, <clears throat> I thought I thought Oregon State, I mean, they were re- they got nearly everything they wanted on the ground. <laughs> yes, I mean, they, they ran the ball really well. But uh, DJU had a really rough game. 50% completion percentage, only 5.8 per. 
Um, that's that's the part that was surprising. As well as they ran the ball, um, they still like he still couldn't open things up. Like he still couldn't open things up and try to keep up with Cam Ward. Um, and 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 Washington State like outgained him. They finished minus one on. I mean, they finished minus one on turnovers and still ended up winning the game. Um, you know, this was they. I mean, this game was close, but like Washington State, you know, definitely was the better team. Um, you know, like that, that I think for Oregon State is like it, they, they live, look good at times this season, but um, I think we got a bit of their measure here, you know, and I think we're about to get a bit more of their measure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like them being able to do whatever they wanted on the ground makes sense. Um, the lines, the line from uh, Oregon State standpoint went about as well as I thought. Like, I think they only gave up four tackles for a loss. Uh, the thing that I thought was interesting was they didn't get to Washington State at all. No. Uh, that was that surprised me. I thought that they'd cause a little bit more ruckus in the backfield and really try to disrupt things. I still thought that Washington State would be able to pull it through. Um, but that was that really jumped out. And, you know, you mentioned DJU's uh, completion rate. You know, he's 57% basically on the year. That is not going to cut it if you want to um, if you want to move things forward for Oregon State, and that that's pretty disappointing. No, and they need him. I mean, like it's like we talked about. Like I thought UCLA was going to be able to do enough with Dante Moore, um, yeah, and keep him upright, and they could not. Um, DJU has to have is going to face a much stiffer test, right? Where he's not going to be able to rely on the running game. Now, he may not. I mean, like. TBD on what Utah's offense looks like here, you know, and that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It really stinks for Utah that they like that they're not able to have an offense that can sort of like get them through because like it does feel like it's a I mean this is a real tight wire act because like you you're absolutely like when it opened up you're like oh wait Oregon State's favorite here and you're like yeah this is like it's it is it is basically like you're juggling fine china and you can't drop anything right like that's the like it is a very narrow line to win for utah well well taking a look at the knowns here because we don't know if rising is going to be in the game or not yeah. you know oregon state's offense against utah's defense i think this lines up really well for oregon state um oregon state's um uh, i'm sorry uh, um oregon oh i'm sorry the, the it lines up really well for utah yeah in terms of what Utah is able to do. So excuse me, I'm, I'm on the road. I'm all like you know, space brain right now. But, um, you know, the, the biggest strength here for Oregon State is the run game. And they run into the teeth of Utah's defense. So it's strength on strength. That's going to be fascinating to see what they're able to do. Like, I can almost guarantee you that you're not going to see this box score, right? 242 yards. No. Basically, running back, including DJ, you did what they wanted. It's not going to be the case here. Um, and... I still don't think these wide receivers are very good. No. And I don't think DJ DJU has been better than what they had last year, but not that much better through the air. Now he's been able to do some design runs and kind of move around a little bit, but that's not going to cut it against uh, like Utah is, is they're not putting like they, they don't want, they are. I think they're going to take care of that pretty, pretty well. I'm curious to see what the total is on this game. I think it was 46. Um, that makes sense because I don't know if Oregon State's going to get a lot um, against this defense because the weakness, what we still perceive, we need to see yep. of Utah's defense is the secondary, and I don't know if that really matters in this game. No, no, I don't think they're going to be likely to be tested here. I mean, the only thing that maybe Oregon State has an advantage on versus UCLA, I mean, one, 
I do think the offensive line's better, but we're going to find out if that hypothesis holds or by how much, <laughs> right? Like, um, and then two is that DJU at least has more experience than more, right? Like, so he's, that's not to say that it's all good experience or that he's definitely, like he's, he's definitely not one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12 right now. But, um, you know, I, I mean, if he can, if he can get more on the ground, you know, and in particular, I think if he can add anything with his legs, that I think could maybe open things up a little bit more for them. But that's about it. Like, they, I mean, I'm not terribly saying, like, I think he's going to get hit some in this game. Um, so really for the Beavs, I mean, unlike UCLA, that I mean, shot themselves in the foot on the first play of the game from scrimmage. Um, don't turn the ball over. Like, that's the key. Like, I mean, I don't think this Utah offense is going to do a lot. Oregon State's much better against the run than they are against the pass, as we just saw, right? Utah can't throw the ball worth a darn. I mean, this is going to be a rock. I mean, we just watched a rock fight in Salt Lake. This is going to be a rock fight. Um, But that's where it's like, I, I, I trust Kyle Whittingham's teams to make fewer mistakes. That's that. I mean, like, I really, I really like Jonathan Smith as a coach. I do. I just think that Utah probably finishes like plus one on turnovers in this game. And that's the deal. I don't think they get another pick six. Right. But like, I mean, it's with the, with a line of three, it's, you know, like if you're picking Utah, they're winning the game. Right. Like it's, it's almost the same thing that like, I mean, the front seven of, of Oregon state's pretty good. I mean, I would say it's pretty good. Right. Um, the, that secondary is bad. Right. But again, it's like this, I mean, these, it's the, it's the two Spider-Man. They're pointing at each other. Basically right. that's what they're looking at in this game. Um, I just think because it's at home, um, I don't think rising plays in this game. I think if, if he was ready to go, they would have put him in against UCLA. Cause that was a big game for Utah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we see him again. And if it's, if it's Ty Jordan, um, or right. I think no, no, Ty <laughs> Jordan's just, running back to pass Nate Johnson. Nate jo- my apologies. Um, if it's, if it's Nate Johnson on the road in Corvallis, um, that scares me. I'll, I'll take the points, the plus threes. I mean, that's, that's the right line. Like I'm not going to bet on this game. I, I'll probably take the under cause I'm, I'm with you. I think this is like, I, I think, or I, I think Oregon state will get more than seven points in this game, but I don't know if they're going to get more than 21 points in this game. And, and certainly I don't think Utah is going to do that. Gosh, it's so hard to put your faith in DJU. <laughs> that's because that's what you're doing. Like you, you have, or I mean, like I, and I think Mahalchek is like a phenomenal offensive line coach, and I think they will be better at running the ball than UCLA. I don't think that that's, I don't think they're going to be that much better where it's going to get them a lot of places, though. They're going to have to throw the ball to open things up. Yeah. Ugh, all right, fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Oregon State too. Like it's, um, but I just, I, it's, I, I think it is like. At some point, Utah, if they can't get rising back and get the offense going, I just it it's it's too it's too fine of a line to have to walk. Yeah, you and Utah, like Utah, will be able to move the ball on on the ground. Um, you know, I, I think the front seven of of Oregon State's going to be good, but I just 
when they play at home, that defense just plays different, yeah. and they just do. Like they, they, I think, I think that I think they're going to be fired up and ready to go, and they're coming off a bad loss, not a bad loss, a really you, good loss. You know, actually. you don't have it. You you know, you don't have. I mean, it's the same thing. Like you line up and dare him to beat you throwing it. Like just line up and see if you can do it. Like you can you can stack the box. Like you don't have to worry. Like. I'll, I'll I'll ride with you. I, I think I think I, I'll ride with DJU. I think he'll be able to to pull through here a little bit. Um, all right, let's move on. We spent a lot of time on this game. Let's go to Washington, uh, number seven, Washington, nine o'clock p.m. on Pac-12 Network, playing Arizona. This is a bummer that this game is on Pac-12 Network because Washington is just beating the tar out of everybody, and this. <laughs> this game has been a problem for them for like twenty years now, going down to the, the desert. desert. Dogs. Uh, that's right, the desert dogs. Um, look, wa- Washington beat the crap out of Cal. Uh, I I thought I I will concede. Well, first of all, Cal's de- Cal Cal's offense is terrible, so um, maybe I'm not willing to concede yet that Washington's defense is significantly better. But I do think that they're better. Um, Washington beat Cal uh, 59 to 32. Um, Penix had like a thousand yards by the first half. Like he just walked all over this team. It's funny because like at the end, it's like four touchdowns, 304 yards. And they're like, you know who we want to see? Dylan Morris. Yeah. <laughs> and Dylan Morris comes in. Um, the, the thing that was interesting for me in this game was the fact that Washington was able to run the ball to 140 yards on the ground as well. So they basically could do whatever they wanted. Um, they did give up. Like, look, there was three. I probably should have covered this game. There was three picks. Um, there was multiple. I think there was a pick six that happened in this game. There was multiple turnovers. Um, and Cal was able to move the ball here a little bit. Some of it in garbage time, but still they were able to to put points up on the board. Does that worry you at all? I mean, I I think, look, Washington's defense is better than they were last year. Like, better doesn't necessarily mean good yet, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um they, they're coming in right now at 50 overall in beta rank. Um, and the questions we still have, I mean, is all around the pass defense because you could you could throw all you wanted against Washington last season. They do appear to be a little bit better, but they certainly haven't played anyone yet that can really throw the football around, right? Like and <clears throat> Cal is in no danger of throwing the football around on anyone. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I think if you were... Like, I think coming into the season, I looked at this game and thought, oh, this, like, because Arizona moved the ball on them last year, throwing the ball. Now, Washington, of course, on Arizona's god awful defense, put up a ton of points, and Arizona couldn't keep up. But I looked at this game and was like, hey, this is the first test we're going to get to really figure out about Washington's defense and how improved their pass defense is because Arizona's going to come in and they're going to be able to throw the football. I just have less faith in that right now because like Delora has been all over the map and he's potentially injured um I mean he's been he's been very very good at times he's been interception prone at times he's had horrendous like his game we play he had against Stanford was horrendous um anyway yeah so we're getting ahead like I mean like the Cal game like I think it mostly told us that Cal's not very good. Washington, like, because USC scuffled, Washington now is the number one offense in beta rank right now. Like, they're incredible. Um, you know, and they're good. Like, they're not really looking to run the football that much. They're going to throw it all over you, as they should. <laughs> um, Arizona's defense looks slightly improved. But, again, by, like, by how much, right? Like, and they were horrendous last season. Um, I don't know. 
I mean, I, I just, I don't think there was a lot of takeaways against this Cal team beyond that. Like Cal's Cal's not good. <laughs> Is Washington the best uh, shot at the playoff in the Pac-12? Ooh, man. I don't know, and I'm going to say that because I don't know where this defense is going to fall out. Because Oregon's defense has also improved a little bit, you know. Yeah, they have. Um, and I think USC's defense has also improved a little bit. I don't think that USC's defense is as good as Washington's right now. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's like um, Washington's probably the Pac-12's like it's like one and a and like oregon's 1b and then i would put usc at 1c uh yeah right now i think that's fair i'm curious to see what happens with 1d with wazoo um or or utah when utah gets (laughs) when utah gets healthy like this is a cool conference this year uh three bid pack 12 if 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 there's two well here's one more question if there's two one loss teams and it's Oregon and Washington or Oregon and USC or Washington and USC. Does Pac-12 get two bids? It they should. It all depends though if it's like uh it's that Michigan Ohio State one. Right? Cuz like you like Texas 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 has Oklahoma coming up. That's probably their only remaining test in the Big 12, right? Like yep. Georgia doesn't look like they did last two seasons, but they look probably good enough to get into the playoff out of the SEC. Yeah. Um, so then it's like a question of like, all right. Um, and I don't, I don't think Florida, I actually don't think the ACC might send anyone again this year. Like I, I don't think Florida state's going to get yeah. through unscathed. Um, but then it is like, what happens in the big 10? Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's a hard, like, I mean, the Pac-12 getting a playoff team would be marvelous on its own. It's been a while in its last year let's get one in but the um i I think it's like it'd be real hard for them to get two teams in this year because i do feel like michigan has played a soft schedule um and they may not like i mean it depends on like if what happens with maybe penn state but it'd be hard it'd be hard to get two teams in It, it is hard i mean you have to have a lot of things break your way too right like I think so. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, and, and you have that. But it's just this is the one year where I think the Pac-12 might get that benefit of the doubt, where like that we just didn't have that at all in the last couple of seasons. Um, well, you know, moving on to Arizona, right? Like you mentioned, Arizona twenty-one, Stanford twenty. This game was stupid and ugly and dumb, and that's kind of what Arizona does sometimes on the road. Um, I was so confident that Arizona was just going to light this team the f up, um, and they didn't, and that's worrisome to me. Part of it was Delora, like you mentioned, right? So. He ended up getting injured. Now it was a little bit later in the game when he was injured. Um, but he's basically going 500, uh, you know, average six yards a throw, one touchdown. Um, that's not what you want to see. I mean, look, this Stanford secondary is awful. Like, aw- USC could have thrown for 100 points against them, yeah. like, and not really yeah. thought of it. And it was just embarrassing. And, and, and I say that I'm not saying that Arizona's wide receivers are better than USC's, but Arizona's wide receivers are good. And, and Cowing and, um, uh, and, uh, T-Mac like are legit, legit targets. Like they are, they are really good. Yeah. And they, man, like, you know, 85 yards is what, is what we were able to get out of that as, as an Arizona team. Um, they were able to run the ball a little bit and they were definitely able to get to the quarterback. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and you know, look, 
good for Arizona for coming back and winning. If you're an Arizona fan, if you're a Stanford fan, man, that that's a bummer because th- this was your game and it was wrapped up for you. And, um, and you had the second, um, the second quarterback come in. Uh, no Fafita is like five foot six. Yeah, he's um, listed at five eleven. That is not true. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, I'm curious to see. Like we know what Arizona is. Arizona can throw the ball, so they're really gonna. I mean, the problem is is Fafita. Like I saw. I mean, I've I've watched a lot of Arizona games. I've seen him in garbage time, and I haven't been that impressed. He came in and immediately like pushed Arizona down the field. But look. That's one quarter against Stanford's defense. I th- this worries me a little bit uh, because I don't know how he's going to handle it. I mean, really, I mean, it's funny because, like, I mean, Delora is such a roller coaster ride. Even if you have Delora and like coming off of the Stanford game, like maybe you're like, oh, we're probably going to get the Del- good Delora because we just got the bad Delora, right? But like, you yes. never, yep. you never have all that much confidence in what you're going to get out of the guy. Um, you know, like, and I th- like. I think Fafita is fine. I think he's going to he's going to move the ball enough, but enough to keep Arizona in the game and make it in any way dangerous. I just I don't see. Like I think Washington is going to light this defense up, right? Yeah. I mean, like yep. you should have uh, you, no one should have any doubts that that is going to happen. I mean, Washington's rushing game isn't great. Arizona's front seven is fine, right? Yeah. So I think that's a bit of a wash. Arizona's secondary, I don't think is very good. And I mean, we obviously know what Washington's able to do. Um, you flip it around though. Like I think if Arizona stays in this game, um, I'd like to see them challenge the, the front seven against Washington. I I mean, Arizona has a better offensive line. We've talked about this and just off air, like how they've been able to start putting that together. They have like three or four really good running backs. Right. So I'm curious to see that matchup. I don't I actually don't know where Washington's run run defense is. We're going to find out here um, because Arizona's running attack is better than Cal's. Um, yeah. I mean, Washington's just, rush effective rush is at 44 right now. Their effective pass is at 54. I mean, Arizona in theory, they're sitting at 33 in effective pass. Like they can throw the football around. It is just who, it, who's going to throw right. it. I, I mean, mean that's, Look, I mean, and let's be frank. I mean, like if Dolores got a high ankle sprain or something like that, and he's not truly mobile, that's a problem. I don't want him out there. Right? I mean, that's a problem, yeah. right? Like he is some of the good and the very bad comes when he's scrambling. <laughs> but like you have to, he has to have that. Like he has to have that ability to extend plays because it's usually more good than bad. Like sometimes it is horribly bad. But it's usually more good than bad. And against a team like Washington, like that can open things up for them, you know. Um, and I do like, um, if not, if it's Fafita, I got to be frank, like, I mean, Delora has terrible footwork. I mean, he's always had awful footwork. He had awful footwork at Washington State. It was, it's what leads to inaccuracy. Um, sometimes it's not even bad decisions. Sometimes it makes the right decision, it makes a bad throw. Fafita has a better arm and better mechanics, even though he is much smaller <laughs> you know <laughs> so like from a pure like i mean i mean but delora so str- i mean like if you get if you got good delora in this game this game could be legitimately fun arizona's still gonna lose but it could be a legitimately fun game that if washington were to like turn the ball over would be like maybe even a super fun game um yeah but as it is now, like it just becomes like harder. Like an injured Delora, it's harder to see Arizona keeping up if if Delora plays or if Fafita's playing. 
it's hard to see a young quarterback um, who's going to feel the pressure as Washington lights up the scoreboard, right? Like that, like um, to try yeah. to keep up and like is going to going to push it and maybe make mistakes. Um, I'm still taking the points uh, and I'm taking it for a couple of reasons. The first is uh, Washington has been awful when they go to Arizona, like in, in Arizona state, this isn't, it's just, they go to the desert and it's a problem. Um, I, um, I, 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 tr- I'm, but I am treating this like I would treat the uh, Colorado game, right? Colorado, I basically said against Oregon, um, either take Colorado in the points or take the alt line. Uh, I was really sad because I looked at the outline and they were only giving me plus 130 for like giving up 30 points. And I was really sad about that because I wanted to give up more than, than that and they would not let me. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll take the points knowing that if Arizona loses, they will likely lose by 25, 27 points. Yeah, I, I'm going with Washington. Give me Washington on this one. It's just... Uh... I don't know. They look automatic right now, and they definitely have been taking care of very bad defenses, and I think they're just so dialed in that I think they're just going to take this Arizona defense apart. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, like, they they are they are just filthy. I mean, and like, we said this at the beginning of the year. Like, this will be a delight. Like, watch every Washington game because it is the, it's the best. <laughs> it's really fun to watch them play. All right, we have three more games to get to. Let's get to them right after this. Let's talk USC Colorado. 11 o'clock a.m. on Fox. Oof. Isn't that like a 9 o'clock kickoff for Colorado? 10 a.m. kickoff? Kegs and eggs. Do we even say the spread of the Arizona game, by the way? It was 18. Yeah. 18 was the spread. So, okay, good. Um, USC is a 21 and a half point favorite. They opened at 24. This moved down, which surprised me. Um, Colorado, of course, just getting just rolled and smoked by Oregon. Uh, 42 to 6. Um, Oregon knew they had this. I mean, this is when you, I mentioned at the beginning, it was disrespectful to do the fake punt, but it was because that fake punt that they did was like on their six yard line. And Dan Lanning knew how much better he was in this team that he's like giving the double deuces to him on his own six yard line. That was, I died laughing. I was laughing pretty hard when that happened. Um, this game wasn't close. Uh, we were wa- we were watching it on the small screen. I wanted it on the big screen. We had some TV problems at the world's greatest double tree, um, so we had it on our little screen. And uh, after a while, it really didn't matter yeah. what screen it was on because this game was over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there wasn't. There's not much to say here beyond that. Like Colorado's offensive line is not good. Their defense is not good. Um, and Oregon knew how to exploit that. <laughs> like. They showed they showed up ready to push Colorado around and absolutely did. I mean, it was look. I mean, like I don't want to like. I think we spend so much time talking about Colorado on this. Like, this is a really good performance by Oregon. Like, they went in absolutely took care of business. Bonix had a great game. Um, you know, like minus the one interception, they ran the ball really effectively in the game. They got everything they wanted on offense, um, and they were able to really. <clears throat> put the screws to i mean oregon among the teams that have good offenses and bad defenses has the least bad defense um it might be okay like i i I know that the lines were you know it it makes it easier when you can pass rush like really quickly but my thesis on this was if colorado won or or, not won (laughs) if colorado covered uh it would be because they were able to get the ball out quickly, yeah. which they had been doing in the previous three games. And just, I think the coaching staff is really smart. Yeah. 
and it didn't matter. Like, I mean, this, I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want to make big sweeping statements about Oregon's defense based on how they performed against Colorado. But I was, I was impressed with what they were able to do. And they put the screws. I mean, like they put the screws to them, right? Like they put Colorado in a box and didn't let them out, you know, like they, you know, and, and that's like, that's what you could see. USC can score in so many bunches that you could just like, you could see it being something where Sanders pair and fee decided to like, we got to put out, like we got to try to keep up with Caleb Williams. Like this is a showcase game. Um, That's where I think Colorado could push it in this game, but it just like, I don't know. USC doesn't have the kind of defense at Oregon, but this is, like I said, like this is a great, this is a great performance by Oregon. Like they came out, hit on all cylinders, got everything done. Um, and I don't think left any doubt on like where Colorado was really sitting this season. Like, uh, you know, like, so that, that, that I think if you're an Oregon fan, you know, like it's got to feel really good. The one thing that I'll say for Colorado's defense was, I mean, Lanning clearly was offended by everything that, that, that Sanders has said for the last 20 years, apparently. He probably didn't like him when he's on the Falcons. Um, and, I mean, basically said, hey, these guys are playing for clicks, we're playing for wins. I mean, he did that on purpose, yep. um, knowing that that would get out there. He also, at halftime, I mean, basically said, we're not done, right? I hope I hope everybody's still watching. And then they scored seven points in the second half. Right. So I... I I like this. I think this Colorado coaching staff is good. Yeah. And I think that the fact that they were able to like, I think Oregon was look, I'm sure they took the foot off the pedal a little bit, but there's a world where this was that Stanford U, uh, USC game where Stanford just melted down and couldn't do anything in the second half. Right. Uh, it's different. It was different in this game. No, I agree. And look, I mean, Sanders is still a really good quarterback, you know, and like Lewis is a good yeah. offensive coordinator. Like I like what they have, you know, they don't have all the pieces clearly. Um, but they've got enough to be sort of interesting. Sanders on his own as the QB, like makes things can make things work, um, potentially. But I mean, I like, it's sort of interesting going into this one because like, is USC's defense bad enough to make this interesting? (laughs) Cause Sanders can make you pay. That that's when, when that line went first popped, I thought, okay, 24, um, I mean, obviously, so here, but here, here's the counter to that. Yeah. So USC beat Arizona State 42-28. I mean, they basically weren't trying in this game. I mean, like Caleb Williams is throwing the ball everywhere, doing whatever he wants. I mean, like, I guess I, I'll take that back, actually. Caleb Williams had to come out and be himself. Right. I, that's actually a better way to win this game. And But he did because he's freaking Caleb Williams and the best quarterback I've seen in a very long time. Um, they were able to run the ball. A lot. I mean, uh, they ran the ball well. I mean, what's amazing is you go through USC's offensive statistics and you're like, how is this game close? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, because like Caleb Williams had himself a game, accounted for five TDs. Marshawn Lloyd had 154 yards. And, it, you know, it was a long of 43, but he averaged 11 yards per carry. It's not like that was all one run. <laughs> like,. I, I think you know, like we watched most of the, we, we came, we got back from the game and watched the second half of this basically. Yeah. Uh, USC was basically in control, but I th- I just think the defense was just bad enough, right? Like, it's, cause it was just touchdown one quarter and then six points and then a touchdown. Like 
like ASU just kind of kept it going. But in that second half, you kind of knew who was winning right. and knew the fact that they would be able to move the ball. But your point, Rob, like Colorado's better than ASU. Colorado's better coached than ASU. And I saw USC be like dumb tackle USC again. And that's worrisome. I mean, they had eight sacks in this game. I mean, they hit Pine a lot and still, you know, managed to give up like a bunch of, I mean, and that's where it's like, look, I think USC is going to put up a bajillion freaking points in this game. I mean, I think they are. That said, they're going to give Colorado a ton of dumb possessions against their defense that look totally unfocused, right? Yeah. Um, and there, yeah, I mean, maybe Sanders gets hit a lot in this game, like Pine did, but like Colorado's got better weapons, right? Like Travis Hunter's still not going to play in this game. Um, you know, but Colorado's got better weapons than, you know, than um, ASU does by a long shot. You know, like, and yes, their offensive line is also bad. And they are, you know, Sanders is going to take some hits in this game. But like, we might find out that USC's, like, we might find out where USC's defense really is. Like, the, the, we might get the answer from this ASU game and then this Colorado game without even having to go get to the point where they play anybody really good because maybe they, like Florida State, having a dumb game at Boston College, like, you're like, oh, wait, we learned something there. Well, I just, I, that's true. Or um, we can get Alex Grinch trying to to prove a point yeah, again true. and just saying, hey, don't let these a-holes score. Like, you know, like, the, because they're going to have to do the same thing. Right? The, the thing that worries me is they're going to, they're competing with what Oregon did. Right. Right. I mean, and, 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 and you, USC is going to put them in a box. Like, I mean, in the sense of like, not like Oregon could with the defense, but like where Caleb Williams is going to score a lot. Like he's, they won't pull him at halftime. No, they're going to put up a ton of points and it's going to put pressure on Colorado to try to keep up and then they might push it and they might make big mistakes. Yeah. This line's 21 and a half. I'm good. I'm going to take the points. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to take USC. I think now the one thing that worries me is this is in Colorado. And so that, that, you know, USC on the road, a big spread that, that is, but you do feel like, you do feel like you're they're going to be a little bit focused after basically everyone being like, "What was that?" USC. I mean, you're 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 not wrong. I mean, I think that like I think that they should have their attention after a pretty bad defensive performance against a team that got shut out by Fresno State, as I recall. Yeah, I I, I think they'll be focused. They'll be locked in. My worry is that it's on the road. If this is in, um, you know, if this is in USC, I think they'll. Lions probably like 28 and a half. Yeah. Uh, and I probably would have taken Colorado there, but like 20, 21 and a half. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll lay them. I'll take USC. Let's see what they're able to do against Colorado. Uh, next game on the docket is, uh, oh, gross. <laughs> Two o'clock PM Pac-12 network, Arizona state and Cal. We already talked about both of these teams, uh, in terms of what they were able to do. or not able to do. I guess the only thing is, um, Cam Scadabo is fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I also think he might be fun just because USC can't tackle. Now, like I, I like ASU fans. I've seen him, right? Like he's, he's, he's a fun player, but <laughs> that one play, I was like, Oh my gosh, you gotta be freaking kidding me with, with what he's doing. Now he had like 60 yards passing 40 yards rushing. He kicked a ball. Like it was, it was pretty, like, yeah. I think he threw a touchdown this game. It was probably the most bonkers stat of ever, like a, you know, a box score I've ever seen for a player. Um, what would the, what would the numbers say here, Rob? Because Cal's a 12 point favorite at home. 
I don't think Cal's good, and I don't think ASU's good. Yeah, Beta Rank's got this a little bit closer, closer to 10. Um, it's got ASU at 79 overall in Beta Rank. It's got Cal at 49. I think ASU might end up worse than 79. Um, but 49 feels about right for Cal. Their defense is sitting at 31 right now in Beta Rank, um, which is middle of the power five, um, even after getting waxed by Washington. Um their offense, however, is a bad power five offense, 58 overall in beta rank. We've certainly seen that. They really struggle to throw the football, 85 in effective pass. But they are 32 in effective rush, and ASU is at 98 in effective rush. That, that worries me a little bit. USC got everything they wanted on the ground, um, and they weren't really running. Like They don't have to run Williams a lot. Like Cal's going to run whoever their QB is because they cannot get yards in the air. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so you have a bad, ru- bad rush defense against a good rush offense. Yeah, and a decent defense for Cal. A decent defense. I think Pine can move it. Ooh. I don't know. He's but he, his look, completion he's percentage was the, pretty good. His yards per was not, but like he was finding guys underneath. What is what's that Cal secondary look like? Forty-two in effective pass. Some of that, of course, is having some Washington in there. <laughs> yeah. 42. And then the front seven, how was, was that rush defense? Uh, 20 and effective rush. I mean, I think they still play hard. I don't think they give up. I don't think, just, I mean, I don't think ASU gives up. I think they're a little more inventive offensively since Dillingham started calling plays, but it's, it's real hard to look at like to trust drew pine on the road. <laughs> I feel like so look both of these teams are coming off of losses I feel like ASU sort of feels good about their performance overall I think Cal does not like I mean yeah they had some like they you know there's some garbage time in there and they were able to put up some stuff in garbage time but they got waxed by Washington right um I think Cal comes into this game a little bit like more focused than ASU does it's at home yeah you know 12's a lot for a Cal team. Uh, <laughs> they turned the ball over once and ASU is like within five. Yeah. Scatterboat against that, that rush defense. Pine. I'll take Cal. I'll lay him. Um, that's a lot to lay for Cal, but it's at home. Um, ASU is real banged up. I think the one thing with Cal is like, look, I know that there's been some injuries with, with a uh, founding father, Samuel Jackson, but you have two different quarterbacks. I actually think Finley's okay um, as the backup there, and I'll I'll take wow, Cal at home. I think up. they need that this opened game. at nine. <laughs> they need this one. I think this is the. I think this is. And look, say what you want about Wilcox. Everybody's been dumping on him. They've had a tough schedule. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, so it's. I I think that this is where they steady the ship. I'll take the twelve points. I think the fact that they're going to be able to run the ball so much is going to open things up for them. Right. Like they've. Um, and they're not like they're not chasing their tail like with Washington, where it's like you have no hope of keeping up with this offense. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cal. I feel like this is one where like ASU comes back to earth a little bit. Yeah. Um, last game, 5:30 p.m. on Pac-12 Network. By the way, I'm in Houston, so who knows what the times are? Actually, so sorry about that, everybody. I'm assuming that these are all the right times, and I totally forgot. Um, number nine, Oregon on the road at the farm against Stanford. Oregon is a 27 point favorite. I think I have it at 27 and a hook, um, which I do. 27 and a half point favorite. Um, you know, we already talked about Oregon, like really impressive win. I think that of the teams. 
I, I was a little bit more hesitant on Oregon than I was on USC and Washington coming into the year. And they've impressed me. I think that they've been the most well-rounded. I know that that, that was a weird game at, at Texas Tech. They ended up pulling it out. I don't think they should yeah. have. But they did. You know, good for them for finishing. Um, really, the question here is just how how many points do they want to score on Stanford? I feel like that's likely where we're at, right? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Um, I think to a point, like uh, it feels like, I mean, look, Oregon came out and looked really good, really good against this Colorado team. Um, but I do want to, like you mentioned that Texas Tech game, like Texas Tech isn't as good as we thought they were going to be coming into this year. They just went out and lost to West Virginia. And yeah, Tyler Shuck is hurt, right? But like West Virginia was a team like with the coach on the hot seat coming into the season. I think this... I mean, like it's sort of like a balance. Like Oregon, that was a that was a that was a game they were pretty lucky to come away with with Texas Tech. Um, this one feels like it feels like a lot of points to me. It just feels like I think Oregon's really good. Um, this one just feels like in as bad as Stanford is, it's just it still feels like a lot of points. My worry is, well, like I guess I guess what are they what gonna, is- are like how much does Tyce Thompson play in this one? Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Lanning's out to make a point on this game. No, because they just made one. Right. Like they just, they just buried Dion. So I guess what, what are the numbers for Oregon's defense? They currently sit at number 33 overall in beta rank. They're 43 in effective rush, 24 in effective pass. And what Stanford's done well thus far-ish is they're at 58 in effective rush versus 99 in effective pass. I mean, Oregon really hasn't faced anybody that can throw the ball around yet, so we're going to find out still a little bit TBD on that. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, Stanford's going to Stanford is going to struggle against this. Like, Oregon's offensive line's played really well. Um, now, they haven't faced anybody great yet, but, like, they, they played really well. I think that's a good sign. I mean, it is just like, this feels like a game where it's all of a sudden is like, what if, or like if Oregon takes their foot off the gas, like, cause they could, they could easily be up 35 at halftime. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the Ty Thompson experiment. And right. And you don't play like, they're not going to play Bo Nix and they're not going to be pushing it hard. I mean, unless landing's out to prove a point because Washington just like, I mean, it does feel like the, it, it honestly does feel like there's style points at play in the pac 12, 27 and a half. That's like, but Stanford is so, so bad. bad. Like the thing that, yeah, the, the thing is like they score 14 points uh, because I think Oregon scores 45 does that get me there? That's like right on the edge, right? Yeah. I'll I'll lay him. I'll take the big favorite again. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Cardinal, not because I don't think Oregon's good. I just think this is a dumb game. Like I think this is a game where they are like they come off waxing Colorado. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. Like no one takes Stanford seriously. Um, it's at Stanford, um, and Stanford played pretty well against arizona i just i just, look i mean like oregon's gonna win big i just don't know that they're gonna win this big you're right and it's it's gonna be vanilla play calling they're not gonna and then and then maybe stanford don't scores like 14 next don't they have like a week off and then washington and they already put the fake punt on tape <laughs> so mean 
Just the media. Yeah, you're right. They, you're right. They have a bye, and then they have Washington. They're, yeah, no, I, I'll lay them. Right? They're they're playing their second. They're playing the second string. Uh, but Stanford is so no 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 Stanford no. Is, no. Stanford I, is so I, bad. I'm taking Oregon. Yeah, Stanford is awful. Stanford is um, like, but it's it's weird because like I if you put me with Washington in this one, I would just I would go with it. Right. Like even even with the possibility of like with like with Cal where like it gets real iffy at the end. Right. Um, But like this, like Oregon's offense isn't quite isn't as good as Washington's. Right. Like they're they're like, um, I don't know. I'm taking Stanford. We'll see. I could come back to haunt me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that one. I'm not super like super like it's you're right. This is a dumb game. Um, Don't bet on it unless it's the under. Yeah. Because I don't think Stanford's scoring. Um, that's it, Rob. We, we anything else you want to highlight for this week? No, no. I'm traveling this week for work. Not that you're not the only one. So I will not be getting to the Saturday six this week, which is fine. There's not that many great games this week anyway. Um, so we'll pick it up again next week when there should be some better games on the slate. Yeah. All right, everybody, stay tuned. Thank you for uh, tuning in, and we will catch you next week.